I hear TV on my pod beam. <laughs> I love it. Welcome to the Millionaire of the Diamonds. I said, oh, we have a TV show interference. <laughs> I love it. Uh, good morning, everybody. Thank you for being with us. I want to uh, say good morning to Joan officially. She's with us on Zoom. And good morning, Lise, officially with us on Zoom. And this morning, it's the foursome together. What? Jean-Philippe Jacques, Marie-Pierre Tétro, and Sabrina Tessier. And it's the subject, how do we move into action? And of course, we're going to bring our own twist to the five-second rule of Mel Robbins because I was sharing with uh, Jean-Philippe, Marie-Pierre, and uh, Sabrina this morning, five-second rule absolutely works. Like, no doubt about it. You know, you got to push yourself to, to get into movement. And once we're in movement, we start doing things, right? So you start cleaning uh your bedroom, and then all of a sudden you're moving to the bathroom, you're moving to the kitchen, and you move forward. But the, th the thing still remains, I, I was sharing with them this morning, that the right environment is also important. And journaling is also important because the five-second rule will get us going, but to stay in that motion, there needs to be a little bit more such, such as accountability. So five-second rules, how will they impact our lives? Well, yes, one five-second decision at a time. And I want to share with you that I was single until age 22. And many people don't know that about me because, you know, coming from a world where my, my best friend had her first boyfriend at age 13, I was like nine years behind schedule. And reading on the five-second rule today, uh, I, there was one story that really inspired me to share with you my personal story. Now, you know, I come from a very strict background. For those that know me, my parents immigrated here in the 1960s with the mentality of the Southern Italy mentality. So I know that a lot of you listening to the podcast, you understand exactly what I'm talking about. And there had been opportunities where someone would be interested and going out with me, but the fear, you see, when, when you're so um, constricted by religious belief, by the way you're raised, by the, the taboo of, uh, of talking to a male person and, and the mentality of the risk that could come with it. You see, this was my upbringing, and I'm sure I'm not alone. I'm sure that many of you raised in my day and age, you understand exactly what I'm saying. But a five-second rule, if it wasn't for my friend Carmela, who, God bless her, passed away uh, two years ago, uh, she hadn't made that decision for me. Once again, at age 22, I would have passed by an incredible opportunity. Now, the thing here to remember is, is not what happened afterwards, but how many young men had asked me out and my fear stopped me for, from even um, allowing them to have a lunch, breakfast, or supper with me. And that one day, the 26th of, of uh, December, 1985, we were at uh, Thursdays. For those that know Montreal, downtown, like what, what more meat market do you have than Thursdays, right? And back in the days, you have to know that I didn't go clubbing 
How I found myself there, God only knows. The only thing I remember is Carmela calling me. Uh, we're going out with Lawrence. That was her husband-to-be. You're coming with us. And again, a five-second rule. So you, people say, I'm waiting for my destiny. Well, you got to also jump into your destiny. So that was the first five-second rule. She just showed up at my house. Again, right environment. She pulls me out of my house. We go downtown. And here we are in the club. And she sees my eyes gazing to the table there on the right. And there was my husband today, Mohammed, sitting with one of his friends back then. And as I gazed at him, Carmela, very typical Italian loud mouth, so a little bit like me, maybe a lot like me. There you go. Uh, she goes, oh, my gosh, Lauren, she's looking at a guy, but loud. Okay. Now, Thursdays is always filled with hundreds of people. On the 26th of December, 1985, there's 13 people in Thursdays. Okay. It's a day after Christmas. So with the loud mouth of Carmela, and God bless her, she's always, she always hears the story all the time and she keeps hearing it as she is in heaven. Because she spoke loud, it drew his attention to our table. Again, are you out there intentionally uh, or making sure people notice you, right? So Mohammed turns around, notices the table, notices Carmela, very Italian, making signs. Well, go up to him. Da, da, da. And that's not my style. Remember, guys, I never had a boyfriend before Mohammed, right? So long story short, he gets up to leave and he's at the, the, the coat check. And Carmela, with her beautiful Italian loud voice, says, again, you're going to miss your opportunity. And then Mohammed, gentlemen, for those that know him, gentlemen as he is, came up to our table and introduced himself. The rest is history. The, the point doesn't matter the outcome. What matters here is how one decision after another creates an avalanche of outstanding results. Are we taking that five-second decision at a time? Are we doing that? And I have with me Sabrina here, and I want you to share, Sabrina, how the five-second decision with the right environment, because, you know, we need to talk about the right environment, allowed you today to be worth, now you're close to half a million dollars, if not more, probably with COVID-19, it's even more, right? And I want her to share her story. Yes, because um, I decided... Oh. I decided to have my first house when I was 23. Oh, I understand. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Uh, yes, I decided when I finished university, I decided to buy my fir first house. Uh, but um, I was uh, single at this moment. Uh, I was with my boyfriend two months before to sign the contracts but I was single when I signed the contracts for my ass uh, and I yes I decide same if I was single to buy my first house at 23 years old it was a shack 
not a house, it was a shack uh, without shower, uh, without, yeah. Uh, and it, it was not isolated for the winter. It was really a shack, but, but it was near a lake. So I know that it can um, really take value during the time. And I decided to do a renovation for six months. I have a good, um, good people around me because my mom went with me do some try, uh, some work. My uncle did do all what I'm not able to do, but I do all the renovation with these two people. So we were three to uh, do all the house. It took six months. I ate those six months, <laughs> but after six months, I, uh, at this moment, I have a house for me. So it was a, a big move, but I know at this moment that I can be mortgage-free for my 30. It was the goal. To do all the work by my own was the way to be mortgage-free for my 30. And um, it wasn't easy to achieve because uh, at 28, I have two hours to pay my house and my husband's house because he, he changed job at this moment and I pay the, her mortgage for two years. But at 30, I was mortgage-free on my house. So I, I didn't wait that it was the good moment because it wasn't the good moment. I was single if, to pay my mortgage. I have two houses to pay. So it wasn't the good moment, but I did it because I know that it can change my life if I'm doing it. And at 33, I decide to buy um, uh, real estate. Oh, my God. Every morning, I, <laughs> I have difficulties to uh, pronounce it. I, I buy a um, uh, fourplex. Yeah, my my first fourplex. And I don't have... Uh, my family didn't buy um, multiplex. So I cannot ask to my mom or to my dad because they don't know about it. At this moment, I just change people who, ask, uh, who are asking for... Uh, for help, and it was Mohamed and the husband of one of my manager at this moment that they already have a lot of um, invest investment. I did it alone this time too because uh, nobody around me was um, willing to do with me because they don't know this. So I did it alone for a second time and I bought my first uh, multiplex and I will buy some some next year, I think. Uh, yes, it, it, I, I don't wait the good time. There's no good time. You just have to move. You just have to ask the good question and to move. Sabrina, more importantly, you followed your instincts because you see the five second rule here uh, what it's actually pushing us to do is to follow our instinct. So now with hindsight, okay, in the aftermath, you look at your investment that maybe you had people that said, oh, this is not a good investment. Like, like you know how it is. Like this house you're buying doesn't have shower, that it's not insulated for winter. Like, you know how everybody, 
I mean, you want to find people to talk you out of your great ideas, start sharing your great ideas. Okay. I always share with everybody, stop sharing your ideas with people that are small minded because this is not how you're going to build big. So make sure you share your ideas with the right people. This is what you did. Now, you look now, what happened with COVID-19 to your house on the lake? What happened with COVID-19 with your fourplex? Uh, the value of my house and the value of my multiplex, it's, uh, I don't know if it's double, but I know that it takes a lot of value at this moment. And I'm just looking to my uh, neighbor that they are selling now and they are selling $7,000 more than what I pay three years ago. But Oh, <laughs> it's always funny when we freeze. They like this. Okay, there we go. So I, I, I'll finish the story for her because I know it. She, uh, she's been having difficulty with internet in her section where she's living. Um, and it, it's not 7,000, but 70,000 more, $70,000 more. Can you imagine what 70,000 represents on a $300,000 investment? So in hindsight, it always oh, is, she coming, is she coming back? Yeah, she come. <laughs> I'm come back. The the internet technician is here, so uh, I lose internet, but I use from my phone. I just won't be on the pod being, uh, on the Zoom. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Sabrina. So uh, I was sharing with them how. Now, in hindsight, everybody's saying, oh, my God, you made such a great decision. Of course, all the naysayers, once is done, and once you've increased in property value, the naysayer is going to go, oh, good decision, good decision. Now, remember, every small thing, you know, raising your hand in a meeting, uh, sharing with somebody your, your thoughts of why you agree or don't agree, complimenting somebody, you know, calling your neighbor today to Tupperware party, because in my industry, that's what we do, right? And you hesitate, you hesitate, you hesitate instead of saying five, four, three, two, one, and do it. Well, this causes you not to be distinguished amongst the masses at your work. I believe my son Hamid would not be in the position he is today if he didn't raise his hand and get involved in the meetings where he works. I also believe that uh, not having the, the capacity to freely compliment somebody would not, I would not have the incredible environment I have now to sustain. Even my life in COVID-19, I look around me, and for those that of you that really know me, it's just magical how everything fell into place and how all the people I need are right there next to me to help me move forward. Once again, the capacity to compliment sincerely someone, being happy sincerely for someone, uh, calling that neighbor, you know, regardless of your fear, you do it, that can be your next $1,000 party. Or maybe, Jean-Philippe, the next person you promote as a Tupperware director. So just remember, every time you're holding yourself back, 
Whatever you're saying for the reasons you're holding yourself back, I want you to remember this. You are wrong. Okay. Every time we hold ourselves back, we are wrong. It's not safer to stay quiet. It's not sucking up to somebody to compliment them. It's not being pushy to call my neighbor and date a party. If you're in my type of industry, there's no right time. The moment you move, you'll begin to discover your strength. Sabrina would not have discovered what she's discovering today if she didn't push herself. And the only way to bring it right now in my life is to be real. Jean-Philippe, share with us Wayne Gretzky, what he sh what he says when it comes to not fearing failure. Like actually, he said that uh, for those who don't know, Wayne Gretzky was uh, like uh, a big hockey player, and he say it's not the um, do we call it the puck in English? Yes, the, yeah, yes. okay, <laughs> just to be sure that it was not like an expression in French. So like he said that even if you hit the puck and you missed it like you did not miss it the one you miss is the one that you did not try it so yes you will fail at a hundred person for for those you did not try it thank you jean-philippe and and i say this to everybody for those of you that remember last week when i shared uh, my cousin came and see me and by canadian standards My lifestyle, his lifestyle is one way above average Canadian lifestyle. Now, remember when I said we laughed, we laughed. What do you think we shared, guys? We shared our fails. We didn't share how many times we got the puck in the goalpost. What, what, what made our, our meeting together fun and full of laughter, Ricky was there and she couldn't stop laughing. She was crying, was sharing all our fails. What do your stories sound like? You know, because when you try a lot of times, you will succeed. Stop letting fear stop you from realizing your dreams. So Marie-Pierre, please share with them just a few tools because the five-second rule is wonderful, but you need a little bit more to combat, attack, and say to fear, shut up. I'm going to do this anyways. So that's kind of you talking to yourself. So what are your recommendations, Marie-Pierre? So I have nine recommendations for you this morning. So you will be really uh, um, equipped for the next day, next week. You just have to remind it. So um, the first one is realize that most of your fear are irrational. So instead of succumbing to this dread in your mind, simply analyzing the things you've been afraid in the past, which never materialize, can help you overcome your current fear. Once your fear is recognized as unreal, it's really it's removed from your head and you, you will be propelled forward. The second tool is understand that even your rational fear will probably never happen. So most embarrassment, disgrace, horrible mode of disease and death you ponder will not happen to you. Yes, tragedy will in life will um, is unavoidable, unavoidable. <laughs> so stop running your life worrying, worrying about it. It's gonna be there if it's your um, destiny. So the three 
the third tool is accept that sometimes you will realize a genuine fear, but you'll get through it. So even though these things can be painful in the moment, anything short um, of death itself is literally not the end of the world. The number four is be aware that realizing fear can help refine you. So it's also this somewhat painful experience that help you define what we don't want. So take the experience as a means of re reflecting and saying this didn't work or that didn't fit. So what else is there? So we are built to adapt. So take that uh, chance to adapt yourself. Number five, know that you will do fine at the things you're putting off because you're afraid. So yes, a little stress, a little discomfort, it's all past, but making up for love time, that's really tough. So just do it, you will be fine. <laughs> the number six, now it's try uh, harnessing your fear of not being good enough and use it to drive you to try harder. So when you start to doubt yourself, collect that fear and mentally fuel your desire to meet your goals. So rather than succumb to feeling that anxiety, just realize that once you get started, the best of your problem will soon be and will all away uh, into something manageable. So don't be okay with failure and just use your fear to come uh, use use fear to of those things to conquer them. Number seven, it's use fear that someone else is living your dream to focus on your goal. So anytime you're burning up uh, energy occupied with someone else's life instead of your home, yes, you're wasting time. But unless uh, you can use those feelings as a fuel for your focus, that's the only time you can look at someone else's life. <laughs> Number eight, bear in mind that failures are inevitable, but nothing helps you learn so well as failing. Just as Maria said, it's the failure that you will remember, but that any successful person will tell you that at one time or another, they always fail. And number nine, pat yourself on the back. So appreciate the strength it takes to work through your, your fear and just congratulate you, you to do that every day. Thank you, Marie-Pierre. I, I just love because it, it like five, four, three, two, one is great, but also understanding what stops me from jumping out of bed and into action is the fear. She's going to post it on the Millionaires of the Diamond. So if you're not part of our Facebook group, please go like the page. And if you recommend it to somebody, please, you know, on Thursdays and Fridays, we talk about the digital age communication. I always say to my friends, tag somebody telling them why you tag them. So if you want them to join the group, our goal is to get this group to 100,000 members organically. We don't want to sponsor it. We don't want to manipulate um, people joining our group. We want it to come and grow one person at a time that is intentional about being part of a bigger community that levels up. Being part of this community that really desires to think and grow rich together. She's going to put 
how to combat your fears in French and in English on the millionaires and the, of the diamonds. And just remember this in closing. Remember this. I, I, I take it from Sylvain Lalonde. He's one of our top three directors in our organization. This year we'll be earning over $400,000. And he always reminded everybody that feared joining our multi-level marketing. He says, listen, okay, listen, you join and it doesn't work. What's the worst scenario? You're going to play truth or lie. And you're going to tell them that you once upon a time you sold Tupperware and everybody thinks you're going to be lying. So it means at least you're going to be winning the truth or light game for the rest of your life. Like always. And he makes me laugh because he's so right. Always think, what is the worst scenario if I actually do it? And that should keep you going in the five second rule. And of course, being part of the Millionaires of the Diamonds, you have the conditioning. We have one in English, the conditioning of 21 days, which holds you accountable. So when I'm working with you, Joan, the beauty is now you become accountable where intentionally you're writing things you want to do. And I push you. We mutually push ourselves the way Sabrina had the right people that pushed you and encouraged you to buy your house that today is worth at least 50% more than what you purchased. But your fourplex, Sabrina, trust me, your fourplex will double in the next five years, something that would never have happened if you had listened to your fears. Hey, guys, we love you very much. Thank you for being with us. Please share if you enjoyed letting people know once again before you share, letting them know why you're sharing. Let's do everything we do intentionally. Joan? Oh, I, I saw your your young daughter, 25 years old, give you a kiss before she left. I love it. I love what you represent, my friend. So bye-bye, everybody, and thank you for joining us. We're going to go off to the French. Bye. Bye.